You're a conscious luminary and you're getting it going in the NFT space. Welcome to Golden Meta Sessions with Doc Peace. I'm your host, Dr. Peace Uche, also known as Doc Peace. Golden Meta Sessions is a time to celebrate creative expression, featuring NFT creatives who share their doses of inspiration on how they got started, plus tips and strategies on how to boldly creatively express to empower your NFT journey and achieve your version of success. New episodes drop weekly every Thursday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so press subscribe for your weekly dose of Golden Meta Sessions with Doc Peace. Today, we have an incredible guest with us here. Her name is Julia Wheatley. Julia is a fine art, fine artist and full-time fashion model living in Paris and exploring the exciting new world of NFTs, non-fungible tokens. She studied industrial design, worked on motorcycles, moved to New York City to pursue modeling full-time, and then began her journey back into fine art, where she then stumbled upon NFTs. Thank you so much for joining us today, Julia. Thank you so much for having me, Doc. Really excited to be here. You're so very welcome. What an incredible story that you have. You state, Julia, that you are a kaleidoscope of ideas that every year has taught you a different trade, and each is deeply rooted in a need to create to artfully exist and to enthusiastically explore. And I'm reading, reading this quote from you and it's just so beautiful. Can you share with us more on this and this need to create and how this drive came about? I absolutely, thank you so much. I love that. Um, that quote is, uh, comes from my about page and my, my bio when I was writing it. When you have a website, you have to you know explain to people who are you? What are you doing? You know, where, where are you? Why are you there? And I realized that the basis for most of my creativity comes from curiosity and allowing that curiosity to lead me to exciting new endeavors, exciting new discoveries, and using that as a catalyst for creativity instead of an inhibitor of it. And I think ideas of lining up these different layers, these different experiences to all be a positive influence and a unique perspective versus trying to force myself to focus on one in particular is actually a huge benefit in the grand spectrum of my life. Wow. Wow. So of all, of all the in different arenas that you found yourself in, that you've been exploring, is there one that continuously calls you back? Mm. I think, yes, absolutely. That would be uh, painting and sketching. Uh, working with my hands has always been something that I've, I've felt drawn to. It's come about in many different ways. Uh, different times of my life have brought me different versions of that from uh, studying industrial design, you know, learning how to build things, how to produce things, moving into motorcycle mechanics, the tinkering, uh, the thought behind how you build something. And then it always comes back to painting and or sketching for me, because I think those are how I learned to work with my hands. It's how I learned originally to express myself. And for some reason that is deeply rooted in my system of creative expression to just be able to move through my mind, through my body and out through uh, the utensils that my, my hands provide. Wow, okay. So it sounds like you're, you're, you're so 
drawn to movement through expression. Can you take us back to a moment back, back, way back that you first realized this attraction? Hmm. That's, oh gosh. Okay. Well, I think it's, it's important to know I am the youngest of three. Uh, my parents were always really encouraging of all of us kids in the different creative forms. My sister is an incredible, beautiful dancer. Um, my brother, a great athlete, and I am a complete spaz and very uncoordinated. Uh, so <laughs> I think when it was kind of going down the line in my childhood of like, you know, different types of expressions that kids are allowed and the different ways that you learn to move your body, um, the, the artful dance of things was never a part of that movement. And I learned how to then express myself through the movement of, uh, well, a lot of sports definitely. And then also a lot of painting and uh, sketching as well. Cause it was a way to just kind of do that explosion, be free, express yourself without needing to be in a classroom or be um, you know somewhere with a lot of structure behind it. So I think, uh, yeah, there's not, particularly one memory that I remember, oh, I want to be an artist. Uh, but it definitely has started before my memories even, you know, click in of painting and having uh, so many different art projects on my fridge growing up. And just always remembering that I would, those were encouraged and those were supported in my household, thankfully. Mm, okay, so it sounds like you grew up with an encouraging environment, one that fostered expression. Yes. creative expression specifically. What a yeah, blessing. I know, I know I'm, it's not uh, always the case. And especially when I was in high school, um, I was a really strong athlete. I was a really strong hurdler. Um, and I was trying to decide whether I wanted to run D1 hurdles um, or if I wanted to go to art school. Um, and thankfully both were, you know, in my, in my parents' eyes, they were of equal importance and it was up to me to make that decision. Um, and I think my, first of all, my knees thank me for making the art decision. <laughs> um, my body would have been wrecked. Uh, but also I think in, in my head, I knew that what made me happiest was to learn how to create and wanting to go to design school to learn how to make that a part of my future career and future you know, adult life in the world of creativity. Um, and so I was really encouraged through that, uh, thankfully, because I had some very talented friends who were not given that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you chose art. You continuously chose art time and time again. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone who has this type of um, opportunity and is feeling this calling towards creative expression, but is being held back for whatever reason. Like, how do you continuously follow that calling? I'm curious. I think, I think the older you get, the more and more people you meet, you come to realize there are so many different jobs that exist in the world that you've never heard of. Like I have a friend of mine who's a food stylist on set. Like I didn't know that was a job, but it is. And she's a food stylist. Filled by food stylist for magazines. You think of all these huge, you know, marketing outputs uh, for photo shoots. Um, there's so, and that's just one fun niche. You know, I also have a friend who was a fibers artist in knit and now works for NASA hand knitting fibers for the interiors of spaceships, you know, like there are so many random, exciting and delightfully niche opportunities in life. And as long as you're the one who is 
lining up your own experience and your own, whatever you're excited about, you will find an opportunity to apply it. Wow. Okay. So whatever you are excited about, you will find that opportunity to apply it. All you have to do is express that creative expression. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So would you say that in, sometimes we might need to actually create that opportunity or will that, will we finally just stumble upon that opportunity similar to how you stumbled upon NFTs, which we're going to be dialing to say, into in a minute. I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> um, I think it's, a, I think it's a lot of both. I think, um, you know, if you, for, for people who are, know that they're creatively motivated, know that they want to pursue a creative career, but are unsure about the real world applications of what that looks like. Um, in that context, the following through of what you are excited about, the opportunities will present themselves either through the people that you meet, the people you surround yourself with who are also intrinsically creatively motivated um, to bring you those opportunities and or to link you in, to bring you into conversations of opportunity. Um, and I think that comes about being genuine with what it is that you want, sitting with yourself and understanding, okay, why am I motivated to do X, Y, and Z? What do I hope to get out of it? And what is the motivation? What is the driving force that causes me to feel one way or the other? And when you do that and you sit with yourself and you're like, okay, I'm motivated in X, Y, and Z, opportunities may present themselves, but they also may present themselves in people you meet. They may present yourselves in ideas that you've heard. They may present yourself themselves in really new and scary opportunities like trading art with cryptocurrency and it'll work will require you to start doing a ton of research and dive in headfirst into something that scares you um and yet somehow deep down hopefully you'll continue to feel motivated and know that that's where you're supposed to be mm, yes snaps for that so you mentioned that this creative expression may guide you down the path of exchanging art for cryptocurrency. So this kind of leads us to a, the, the meat of today's conversation. And that is what are some of your art projects that you're currently working on? Awesome. So I am a fine artist by trade, which means that I'm traditionally driven. So I do art in real life. Um, that includes painting and um, it also includes a project that I've been working on for the last almost four years, which is I have a little Pantone postcard and I've been taking it from a stack of 100. I do a little drawing on it and I've been using that as a way of continuing to be creative and express my ability to, um, to draw and to maintain those skill sets um, in real life. And recently I have discovered the world of NFTs, uh, which has ignited in me a creative spark that I haven't felt in years, which is this really exciting opportunity to create these artworks in a digital format that then can be represented on the blockchain and distributed and celebrated and build a whole new community of digital artists and collectors who are excited about non-fungible tokens. Non-fungible tokens, yeah. So you are turning your art, you're taking your background in industrial art and fine art to create this, these images, these graphics that you are now coding them into blockchain and now they're available for sale on this platform. Can you explain to someone what this even means? Like, yes. what is it? What's going on here? 
<laughs> First thing I would like to say is that it sounds very, very technical and very overwhelming, especially from somebody who is not from a crypto background like myself. I am from the art world. I am not from the technology. I don't know how to code myself. I don't know um, how to, how to, uh, I just learned how to even buy cryptocurrency. It's a whole new process, but the onboarding can be intimidating, but I promise it's not as hard as it sounds. Um, so I think it's a good place to start there that if you're hearing this and you're just like, that is so over my head, that is not what I want to get into. Just wait because you can and you should. <laughs> um, basically, the kind of, I guess, over overarching theme of what is exciting about the NFT community is that, first of all, it's brand new, which means it's small, which means that it's a bunch of people who are genuinely excited about what's happening and really, really encouraging and really fostering of artwork, of shared expression, of shared ideas. And with that shared education of how to even begin and get started on this. So it's pretty much all happening through Twitter. Um, that's like the main, that is where NFT knowledge is completely shared because of the ability to communicate with spaces. Um, I jumped into spaces and began kind of onboarding what the process would be to start the NFT journey. And then as an artist, um, it's essentially taking your artwork and minting it onto a platform. You can do that yourself with a smart contract, or you can do that on a open source platform like OpenSea, which is one of the largest, if not the largest uh, NFT shared platforms at the moment. And to do that, you have to own a little bit of cryptocurrency in whatever cryptocurrency that platform accepts. So for OpenSea, that would be Ethereum. Um, it's Ether is the cryptocurrency and it exists on the Ethereum blockchain. So you go to OpenSea, you have your account as an artist. I um, want to upload my artwork onto the platform, same as you want to upload to Facebook or to Instagram, you wanna you know, put it up there. The difference is to upload it onto the blockchain to be able to code it as the original artist and to take up space and have it be documented, you have to pay a small amount of gas fee which is you know, the, a, a small percentage of the cryptocurrency you're using to be able to then process it and put your little pin in the blockchain, say like, yep, here I am, here's okay. my artwork. And so it's just, it's that simple. It is <laughs> from the starting for OpenSea and for the beginner's guide to NFTs, it is that simple. It gets way more complicated if you wanna do it yourself, if you wanna use different platforms, but the basis of it and the whole exciting thing about NFT space right now is it's giving power back to artists and back to creators because not only are you able to list your work without needing a gallery, without needing a middleman, every time that your artwork sells to somebody else on the secondary market, you get a small percentage of royalties every single time. Yeah, yeah. So, so I love what you just said. It's giving power back to the creatives. What would be the first step that someone new could take who is, an, who is a creative, who is an artist, but not quite yet on in this NFT space, which is a fairly new space, it's growing. Absolutely, that's an excellent question. Um, I say there's two, there's a couple of first things. From a curiosity side, the first thing you should do is get on Twitter, um, which I just recently did because the information about NFTs are really happening and being distributed through Twitter because there's no wiki how on how to start yet. I mean, there hopefully will be. Um, 
But as I mentioned, it's a really small community at the moment. So everyone who's sharing information and educating is on Twitter. Um, just go look up NFT spaces as well. There's um, so many resources and so many people talking about it, but it's in a very niche community. Mm -hmm. Jump in spaces, listen to people who are on uh, this world, this side of the world, as far as um, the NFT space goes, collectors and artists alike. And that's really the best way to start learning about the community, which is one thing I absolutely love about NFTs is the community behind it is so encouraging at this stage it's incredibly wholesome everyone is genuinely thrilled and excited to be trying something new um and we're all learning at the same pace you know most of the experts in this field have only been involved for a year or maybe even less you know since maybe maybe the 2017 2018 um but most of the artists are really only a couple of you know one year a couple of months in so that makes it really accessible to people to jump in and ask those questions and not feel like the barrier of entry as far as you know who to talk to is is quite high. The other side of things from a technical standpoint would be to set up your first um, cryptocurrency, crypto wallet. Um, I would encourage you to get a Coinbase, which is how you transfer USD or whatever currency you're using into crypto. Um, you know, through Twitter spaces and through your own research, you can decide what platforms suit you best. I'm saying right now that the largest is OpenSea, um, which takes uh, Ether. So I would, you know, buy a little bit of Ether, start playing around with what that looks like, what OpenSea, um, and just kind of start looking at the art and get excited about what's happening here. Love it. So basically the first step really is to start doing your research and to start connecting. Yes, exactly. Connecting on Twitter, because that's actually how you and I connected. That is. And I love what you said about how it's such a new space and everyone in it is looking to teach others. Mm -hmm. So you, for example, have been in this space for what, a few months? Barely, maybe yeah, six, eight weeks. And now you're teaching and sharing and guiding others on how to get into this space. That's yeah. incredible. And I, I'm along, I'm right there with you. And this is a new space for me as well, but it's something that we're so passionate about and that we see the, we see the vision and the vision is creative expression and really getting the, your value out there, your creative art out there, and then getting that recipro reciprocity and respect and that being known and respected for the art that you're putting out. And I feel like that has been something that's been lacking in a lot of communities mm -hmm. and the NFT space provides that. So I couldn't have said it better myself. Absolutely. <laughs> so I would love for you to share your specific art and how you are putting your creative expressions onto, into this space. Like what, what is this art that you are putting out? Great. So thanks for asking. Um, You're welcome. The first of my NFTs, hopefully many, many more to come, um, yes. is going to be a collection of 100 postcards that are all hand-drawn um, from my original Pantone postcard series. So to give you a bit of backstory, in 2018, I had just graduated from college. I was uh, had an industrial design degree, loved it. Um, was working as a mechanical apprentice in a vintage moto shop, loved that. And then I got the opportunity to start modeling full-time in New York City, which is completely different than anything I had 
set my mind to, I thought, thought my path was going to take. But again, going back to, you know, the um, exciting opportunities of curiosity and allowing your imagination to run wild, I said, okay, great, I'll, I'll give this a go. Um, I started working in fashion and absolutely loved it. It's, it's a weird world, it's a weird job, but it is so incredibly fun. It provides me so many random opportunities I would never have ever experienced in my life. Um, and I was really creatively fulfilled by it. With that being said, I was also terrified of losing my identity as an artist. I had placed a lot of the consistency in my life of being a creative person. Uh, and I was worried that if I pursued a different career than one outside of the one I had studied and or you know the, the normal creative path, I would no longer be considered an artist. So I was in the Cooper Hewitt uh, Museum. I love a good gift shop. And uh, the Pantone postcards were in there. And I was like, okay, this is something that I'm going to take every day, a little colorful pack of joy, and just do a small, tiny little doodle, nothing crazy, nothing exuberant, um, to allow myself to stay creative and have a daily practice so I can still call myself, again, imposter syndrome, an artist. And so I started doing that. And, you know, as time went on and my career changed and shifted, I found myself moving across the world um, to different places, different uh, time zones. Um, and in February 2020, I found myself in Germany. Uh, I was supposed to be there for three weeks. A global pandemic hit. I was there for five months without friends or family. It was definitely not what I expected. My partner and my fiance, at the time we was uh, in South America. So we had quite time difference. I was not, not feeling so golden. Um, oh. And <laughs> I was uh, really, you know, kind of struggling with what does my life look like? What do I, what am I going to be doing moving forward? I think as a lot of us were, and it came back to what can I do to allow myself to grow even in a space where I don't know where I'm going to be growing. And that came back to art and that came back to uh, sketching and creating. It was one constant, the only consistent thing in my life, the only thing I could count on was my ability to create. And even if there were days I didn't wanna get out of bed, there were days that were really, really hard for me to emotionally feel like I was creative, just the practice of getting up and sitting in front of either you know a blank notebook or an empty colorful little postcard allowed me to still place my identity in something that I knew and that I felt familiar with. And then as things got better, things opened up, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot more pinballs back through there um, that kind of bounced me all around. Um, but in the end, these little postcards were the one thing that were keeping me sane, that were keeping me tied to my artistic identity. And they provided me with a great deal of joy with the colors and knowing that I can always come back to this and this is who I am. Wow. And that in-person project then led into NFTs and I'm still working on getting, I'm not done with the hundred, it's still an ongoing process. So when I found about, learned about NFTs, I was so excited and so inspired. I, like I said, for the first time, actually get up in the morning, like excited to create, not like you must create Julia, you know, to stay okay. Um, it's, it's, there's a lot more motivation because for the first time I'm making art and I have an intended purpose for it that's outside of my own existence. And I think that's really exciting for a lot of artists. Wow, that, what a beautiful story. And what is that purpose? So the purpose is to share art in a more 
organic way to not only have art that I'm creating exist for me and for my, my own eyes, but to be able to share my creations. So the project I'm working on for my first NFT launch is called the Fantone Project, which of course is the play on the words post from the postcards. Um, but it also is you know, really rooted in the idea that I didn't wanna become a ghost of my former creative self. And NFT space is a way to let artists share their work in a really exciting and really organic and genuine way that hasn't really existed in the world for small artists until now. Beautiful. I love what you just said about how creative expression has become a daily practice. Mm. And it's something that excites you, that lights you up, that it ignites the light within you. And I think that's such a beautiful way to, to put that. It's, it's a daily practice. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of creatives who are listening can really relate to that. Um, and if you are not yet creatively expressing, consider integrating creative expression into your daily practice, into your daily routine to begin to ignite that light within. Absolutely. And I think a huge aspect of that as well is not to put too much pressure on yourself to uh, you know, complete a masterpiece every day. You know, I think the important thing for me, especially during my, my tougher days where I'm not trying to make the best drawing I've ever done, I'm not trying to make this the most accurate painting I've ever had, I am just trying to be consistent. And that consistent art practice builds and layers and suddenly you're doing it for days on end and you, you're you building something inevitably. Beautiful, beautiful. Whew, you provided us with so many golden nuggets. It's absolutely incredible. I really appreciate you for being here. How can we connect with you further? Great, thank you so much for having me again on the show. It's been really exciting to, to be in this space, to be encouraged in this space, and then to be asked to do this has been amazing. Um, You're so welcome. I am on Twitter now. <laughs> if you're interested in the <laughs> NFT side of things, uh, NFTs are, are on Twitter. Um, I think the really exciting nuggets of joy are on my TikTok, which is where I do all of my process videos for my art. So you'll see all of my Pantone postcards. Um, I think I'm on day like, uh, I've started over. So I started, I've been doing this for three years, but I started the project over in March on day one. So I have probably hundreds at this point, but I'm doing a whole new like hundred right now. So I'm on day like thing 37, 38. Um, so you can follow all of that on TikTok. And then Instagram um, is where I share a little bit more about my hobbies, activities, and my modeling work. Beautiful, wonderful. And what's the handle for each so, of those platforms? I'm Weeda Treat on everyone. So my last name's Wheatley, W-H-E-A-T. So the handle is W-H-E-A-T-A. T-R-E-A-T. We'd a treat. We'd a treat. We'd a treat. Beautiful. You have been such a treat. <laughs> <laughs> and I do believe that you are indeed gold. You are a genuine, original, loving dreamer. And I appreciate you for shining your light here with us today. Thank you so much, Doc, for the time, for the space, and for being interested in NFTs. Mm, you're so very welcome. <laughs> Let's go. Let's keep shining. The biggest takeaway that I hope you got from today's session is to get on Twitter. <laughs> get, get connected with Julia Wheatley and myself, Doc Peace, on Twitter. So we hope to connect with you soon. Thank you for listening to Golden Meta Sessions with Doc Peace. I hope you got that dose of inspiration you were welcoming. Remember to subscribe. New episodes drop weekly every Thursday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
As always, reminding you, it is you who ultimately chooses to consciously express and be gold, a genuine, original, loving dreamer, as you boldly step into the metaverse and achieve your version of success. I'm your host, Doc Peace. What an honor it is to journey with you into NFTs. Stay gold.